Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father Almighty God, tonight we ask, O oh Lord, we ask very sincerely that as we gather once more as a family, as we gather, Father Almighty God, with you, and we thank you for the just completed Pursuit of God conference, we pray, O oh Lord, that tonight as we open your word, as we come into your word, that you are gracious, that you are kind, that you are merciful. We ask, O oh Lord, in everything that we do today, that your name and your name alone is glorified. We ask it in Jesus's most holy name. Amen and amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, we've still got quite a few people joining. Um, welcome back. So we're going to be talking today about answered prayer. We're going to have a, be looking at prayer for the whole month of July, and we're going to be looking at answered prayer today. Um, just, and it will be great to discuss that as we go into coming into this season. And so we're going to be looking at answered prayer, um, and then we'll work from there. We're going to be looking at prayer in general over the next um, uh, month. Um, and we're going to be looking at prayer tonight. And then as usual, if you have any questions, please pop them into the chat. Um, the ones we can't answer today, we've got the whole of this week um, to answer, and then we will go from there. So it's really good to see you all. So let's dive in. And so the first thing we want to settle about prayer, we're going to look at four examples. So let's just look at our first example. We're going to look at our first example of prayer and uh, of answer prayer. Could you turn in your Bibles and I'll put it into the chat for you. Um, and I'm going to be reading the reference is Genesis 24 verses 1 to 26. And what we're looking at, what we're going to do just so, uh, by way of explanation is we're going to look at four or five examples of where God answered. Actually, we're going to look at five where God answered prayers because we want to settle something as we go into this season, as we come into this month of prayer, that we've got to get this into our spirit, ladies and gentlemen. And it's this, God answers prayer. It's so, so important that we've got to keep that in mind, that God answers prayer. He answers prayer, not only he answers prayer, that's what his, his default mechanism is. And I, and I want us to hold on to that because we're going to look at prayer in different dimensions this, this, um, this month. And you'll notice uh, um, coming out of the pursuit of God, prayer is central to everything that God wants to do in the new. Okay, so if you could turn in your Bibles to Genesis 24 and I'm going to read from the New King James Version of the Bible. Genesis 24, and I'm going to read from verses 1 to 26, and I'm going to read quite quickly. And the Bible says the following, Abraham was now very old and the Lord blessed him in every way. And he said to his senior servant in his household, 
the one in charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living, but will go to my own country, to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son, Isaac. The servant asked him, what if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land? Shall I then take your son back to the country you came from? Make sure you do not take my son back there, Abraham said. The Lord God of heaven who brought me out of my father's household and my native land and who spoke to me and promised me on oath, saying to your offspring, I'll give you this land. He will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son from there. Please remember verse seven. Abraham says to the servant that God will send his angel before you and he will make possible what you're about to do. Then he continues in verse eight. He says, if the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you will be released from this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master, Abraham, and swore an oath to him concerning this matter. Then the servant, taking with him 10 of his master's camels, loaded with all kinds of good things from his master, he set out from Aram Naharim and made his way to the town of Nahor. He had camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time the women go out to draw water. Then he prayed, Lord God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink, and she says, drink and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother, Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my Lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have, till they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water and drew enough for his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels finished drinking water, the man took out, took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and two gold bracelets weighing 10 shekels. Then he asked, whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son that Milcah bought, bought to Nahor. And she added, we have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night. And then the Bible goes on, verse 26, the man bowed his head and worshiped the Lord. I'll read 27 for clarity saying, praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master 
as for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives, to my master's relatives, okay? So ladies and gentlemen, this is our first example of answered prayer, and we're going to have a look at it, and it will be lovely to, um, if you have any questions, but we're going to break it down. But we're going to have a look at it, and then we'll go from there. Now we're coming up to 7.14, and so we're going to take our um, confession together over the United Kingdom, and then we'll continue our discussion from there. And so we'll let, so if you get ready, we're just gonna take our declaration. And okay, let's do it together. Oh Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves we, and we pray and we seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways, Lord. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus' name, we pray. Last part. We declare our land is healed in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the first, so, and amen. So we've got a lot of that in, in the chat. So let's look at that. So the first example we'll look at today, we're going to try and look at five. And we'll, we'll do as many as we can. But notice, Abraham sends his servant on an assignment. He has no way of knowing who Abraham's family are. He, he's not really met them. He knows where they are. He knows what town they're from, but he goes. And so I want you to realize, notice the first thing. The first thing is, and this is something we're going to see. So this is our first example. So we look at the fact that notice the servant goes and he openly prays to God in simple faith that God, you know what? I don't know how you're going to answer this, but Lord, so I'm sure because this is important and you've obviously told my master Abraham, show me, do this and I'll know that you have answered my prayer. And the Bible says, as soon as he had finished speaking, as soon as he had finished speaking, the Bible says exactly what he asked God to do happened. And he was reassured that God has done exactly what Abraham asked. Now, a couple of words I want you to remember. One of them is, which is one of my favorites, is the answer to prayer is a demonstration of the kindness of God to you. And so he says, this is what I want you to remember, that Lord, show kindness to my master. Do this so that I may know that you have shown kindness to my master. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to remember this. So we know that God wants to be kind to you, kind to us, and we'll look at that in a moment. But I want you to remember God answers prayers. And the Bible says that the servant and Abraham says, this is the kindness that we will see. And so that's our first example. So that's one. So remember, just let's run through them. And then if we will take questions as we go through. So this is the first example. And notice here, um, the servant goes and God answers. So we want to establish tonight, very simply, that God answers prayer. 
and then we'll, we'll have a look at so let's look at another example this one is is a little shorter so if you could turn in your bibles so let, we're going to look at that example number two so we'll go all over the bible so could you please turn to first chronicles i'll put it in the chat first chronicles 4 verses 9 to 10 first chronicles 4 9 to 10 and so Um, first Chronicles four verses nine. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to read from the King James version of the Bible. And the Bible says the, actually, let me see what it says in the amplified as well. So I'm going to pull that up. First Chronicles four, nine to 10. And let's pull that up in the Amplified Classic version. One of my favorites. Okay, so I'm going to read this in two versions. It's two verses, so it's nice and short. And the Bible says, Jabez was honorable above his brothers. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic now. This is the Amplified version. Jabez was honorable above his brothers, but his mother named him Jabez, sorrow maker sorrow maker because saying because i bore him in pain jabez cried to the god of israel saying all that you would bless me and enlarge my border that your hand might be with me and you would keep me from evil so it might not hurt me and god granted his request so this is a different situation the first one Abraham was coming to the end of his life and he wanted something to happen for his son. And he and his servant put a plan in action and God answered their prayers. Now we come to a different situation. Jabez, and this is, this is one of the beautiful things about the Bible. Jabez is in a situation where he's faced a lifelong challenge. Now, let me see if I can, I can put, this is why I love telling stories. Um, let me just tell you a, a brief story. Think about Jabez for a moment. And then we'll look at his prayer. Jabez did not, obviously, as a child, he would never have known this is the reason that he was called Jabez. He would have never have known. But what would he see? All the other children would, you know, would go out playing. Jabez would fall over and break his leg. While they will be learning to be shepherds, Jabez's goats will disappear. The foxes will come and steal Jabez's goats. Jabez will be learning to be a builder. His house will fall down. Jabez will go on a trip to Jerusalem. <laughs> he would end up in a dust storm. Um, Jabez will be the one that will get lost. Jabez will be the one who would, who would build a house and all of a sudden water will come and all of a sudden water will wash it away. Jabez's crops will break down. Everybody else will have a bumper harvest, but it looked like Jabez's field was cursed. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you realize Jabez was in a situation where he was facing a challenge that he could not explain. And then the Bible says the following. The Bible says, Jabez cried to the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me. So he had realized that something is the matter. Now, you can only imagine the conversation between Jabez and his mom, maybe when she was on, about to pass away. And he said, what, why did you call me Jabez? 
And she would have looked him right in the eye and said, because on your way into the world, you tried to kill me. And you know what? I wanted you to feel the pain that I felt. And so I called you Jabez. And he had done nothing. And the Bible records that he turned to God in prayer. And the Bible says, this is a beautiful section of scripture. The Bible says, oh, that you will bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and you would keep me from evil so it might not hurt me. So he's praying with knowledge, lovely prayer. But the phrase I want you to remember is this, and it's this, and God granted his request. The Bible says, exactly as he asked the Lord, it was granted to him. So that's two examples. Example number one was Abraham's servant. Example number two, Jabez. Let's go to example number three. Um, I am keeping an eye on the time. This one is, is please turn in your Bible. This is, the, this is the early church. This is in the New Testament. Can you please turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter four? And we're going to read from 23 to 31. So it's our third example, ladies and gentlemen, because we want to establish something. So Acts chapter four. And I've, I'm just, I'll pull it up in my Bible. Acts chapter 4, 23 to 31. Um, and I'm going to read from, I'm going to read from just the King James Version of the Bible. Um, if this is the 20, 21st century, but I'm going to read 21st century version. But I'm just going to read from the King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible said, and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. So what was the background? The apostles had healed the man at the beautiful gate and they had been surrounded by the, um, the priests at that time. That Why are you doing this and why are you doing it on the Sabbath? And there was all sorts of challenges. And they had literally locked them up and they had beaten them. And they said, listen, don't preach anymore in the name of Jesus, because you're going to create chaos. And they went back and they were very clear that we have two choices. Either we obey God or we obey men and we choose to obey God. And they wanted to do all sorts of things to them. And a voice of reason rose and, and a man named Gamaliel said, you know what, leave these people alone. Let them go home. If it's not of God, it will peter out. And they go home, they beat them in this particular instance, they beat them, um, which was pretty much one of the first examples of persecution you find in the Bible when it comes to Christians, but keep that in mind. And they go back to their own company. And this is how they pray. And the Bible says, and being let go, they go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard this, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God who has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage of the people imagine vain things? They were quoting from Psalm 2. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, against his Christ. For truly, against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou has anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, gathered together, to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. 
and grant unto thy servants with all boldness that they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Verse 31. Now let's keep this in mind. So let's see whether God answers them. Verse 31 says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So part one was answered. But ladies and gentlemen, this is what I, I, I love to do. Please also turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 5, verse tw um, 12 to 16. And I'll read that in the King James Version. And the Bible says, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, and the rest... And the rest does no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women. Verse 15, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing might overshadow some of them. They, there came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits. And the, this is the key. I want, I want you to really hold on to this. And they were healed every single one. Okay. And they were healed every single one. Okay. And they were healed every single one. All right. Now, this is what I want you to keep in mind. They were all healed. So God answered the prayers that they presented. So this now remember, the last two were individuals. Now it is a group of people and God answered their prayers. So if we look at the different situations, so this is where something, an injustice had been done, something had been done wrong to them. They came back together and they prayed and exactly as they asked, God did what they asked. Okay. All right. So let's have a look at example number four. Example number four. So we want, what I want to do is I want to lay a very solid foundation and then we can have a discussion. Um, example number four is Jesus Christ. One of the most beautiful examples in the Bible. So if you can turn in your Bibles to John chapter 11, and we're going to read verses 38 to 45 john 11 verses 38 to 45 so let's have let's see what um this is now jesus christ we're looking at jesus christ and it's really important that we do so and i'll explain why in a simply because he's our example um he came to show us that our relationship with god can be um everything that our relationship god can be and should be and he made it possible and so I'm going to read from 38 to 45, and let me explain the story. The story here is the story of Lazarus. Mary and Martha had reached out to Jesus, and they said, our brother is sick. Please come and heal him. Jesus, and the Lord had a plan that he wanted to glorify his name in this particular situation. And the Bible says four days passed, and Lazarus passes away. 
he's in the grave for three days jesus arrives on day four and he has a remarkable conversation both with mary and martha and he explains that i am the resurrection and the life and if any man that's verses 25 and 26 fantastic verses you can read them in your own time absolutely wonderful but then crunch time comes they say he says where did they lay your brother and i'm gonna so we're gonna pick up the narrative from verse 38 where jesus is now he's had all the conversations he's seen everybody here and he said right let's go and raise your brother and verse 38 is where we start and the bible says the following jesus therefore i'm reading from the 21st century version of king james jesus therefore groaning in himself came to the cave it was a cave and a stone lay against it and jesus said take ye away the stone Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said, said unto him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus said unto him, said I not unto thee, that if thou would believe, thou should see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard then verse 42 lovely verse says and i knew that thou hearest me always but because of the people who stand by i said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me verse 43 when he had thus spoken he cried with a loud voice lazarus come forth and he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound with a napkin and jesus said unto them loose him and let him go and then many of the Jews who came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed in him. That's example number four. Now, this is a situation that has gone way. That, so this is where things have gone from, not just from bad, they've gone from bad to worse to terrible. And the Bible says, when Jesus comes, when Jesus gets involved, he asked God for something that Lord bring this man young man back to life but it wasn't a random request because the Lord had told him and this is one of the key things about answer prayer we're going to come to it in a minute the Lord had already told him this is what I want to do you just follow me and the Bible said Jesus says Lazarus come forth and as he told Mary and Martha that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Your brother will live again. He told his disciples before they left, he said, listen, let's go and wake Lazarus up because he's asleep. And so it was a great story, amazing story. And so we see that Jesus living as a man, remember Jesus was 100% man, even though it was 100% God, 100% man. He's on earth and the Bible says he prays a prayer in a situation that is now dire and God answers his prayer. So that's four. Example number five. And this is the one that made me smile when I was preparing. And this, then we'll have a conversation. So we'll pick different things out of all the examples. Example number five is the book of Ruth. Now, the interesting thing, that's the book of Ruth. So I'm just going to put the... The whole thing. 
this is the interesting thing. So the example number five is the book of Ruth. So it's Ruth's journey. There is no place from what I can gather in the book of Ruth that a prayer is openly offered. It's not there. Yet God answers prayer after prayer after prayer after prayer. Why is that the case? This is the fifth example, just to show you that it is God's desire to answer prayer. What happens in the book of Ruth? Ruth aligns herself almost as much as she knows without God telling her everything. Ruth aligns herself with a season and a time where God is making something happen in general. Ruth plugs in because the promise made seven generations before, God wants to answer it. Very similar to the way that we all now find ourselves in a season of the new. So all Ruth does, notice there's no prayer. All Ruth does is that, listen, she aligns herself with the will and intention of God. She says to Naomi, don't ask me to leave you. Where you live, I'll live. Where you, a beautiful section in Ruth chapter one, reading from verses 14 down to about 17. All these areas, you find that R Ruth aligns herself with the will and intention of God. And in the process, God outruns her desires. And almost, it's, it's, she, all she does is live and all her prayers are answered. So these are our five examples. So let's look at them. Let's, let's look at that. They're all different. Let's look, pick out a few things and then let's put your thoughts into the chat as to what you've noticed. But let's settle something. So what are we trying to answer today as we begin our study on prayer? It is this. God answers prayer. So let's look at a couple of details. In the first example, notice the circumstances are not dire. Abraham has come to the end of his life. And he has an assurance from the Lord. And he says to his servant, go and do this. On the back of that, the servant lifts his prayer to God. Now, remember, Abraham's servant, Eliezer, is a Syrian. He's not an Israeli. He's a servant. He's from Syria. So he prays as he knows. And he prays to the Lord. And the Bible says exactly as he asks, it comes to pass. So I don't know what situation you're facing. I just want to, this is where I want to begin. You might be in a situation where it's like, oh, I'm praying for my children. I'm praying for my future. It's not dire. I just want everything to work out in my future. Ladies and gentlemen, notice in those situations, God answers prayers. The servant goes to a place he does not know god orders his steps god answers him with miracles in all five circumstances miracles are the evidence of answered prayers the beautiful thing about it and so what i want you to notice is this is abraham's one 
Then we come to Jabez. In Jabez's situation, he's facing a force he cannot see. And he's facing a probably a lifetime of negative challenges. He asks the Lord, help me. This is, and he brings details. He says, Lord, this is a situation. I didn't do anything wrong. They called me Jabez. They, and it's followed me all my life. Replace that. Place a blessing where there was a curse. And the Bible says that God answers the situation. So I don't know what situation you may be facing. It might be that one. God answers prayers. The third example we have is um, the example of the apostles. And injustice has been done to them. This is completely unfair, unfounded. And God answers their prayers. Number four, ladies and gentlemen, is Jesus Christ. And this is, and the beautiful thing about this is in situations that are dire, even where things have gone completely wrong. Notice God answers prayer. And number five, this is where, and I had to make, it made me smile. There is no place where Naomi and Ruth join hands and pray and say, God, do this. Yet God makes their lives an absolute miracle, as he will do for you, simply because he aligned himself. And, the, the, and this is the beautiful thing about it is notice, all Ruth did was align herself with God's timing and seasons. So God answers prayer. So ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to keep in mind, looking at all these examples, the key things we want to take away, and it's just really one thing, and it's this, God answers prayers. And how will he do that in our lives? Thinking about it, you will notice there is one common thread in all five, in all five. And it's this, prayers are answered through a relationship. Abraham had a relationship with God and that set the foundations for the answers that his servant experienced. Jabez had a relationship with God. The Bible says he went to the Lord and he says, Lord, bless me. But he also said, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. So he knew. And he said, bless me. And the Bible says, God answered him. The third examples were the apostles. They were walking, Jesus had just left. They're walking in the newness of being a church. They didn't know what it was like. They were, this was the early church. And this was one of their major challenges early in their, their, their lives and seasons. And you realize notice when they came out of a really difficult situation they came back together and they prayed and the bible says that not only did god answer them but he did exactly what they asked that lord give us the boldness to speak your word and perform signs and wonders so that men will know that this is real and so may it be with you. And so that's the third place. Notice they had a relationship with God. Jesus says something that I want you to remember in, in John chapter 11. And it's this. He says, Father, 
I know you hear me always. And I only said this so that they can understand why. Because notice, when Jesus was teaching us to pray, he taught us that the foundation of answered prayer is our relationship with the Lord. And he said, notice, he turned to his father as you turn to your father. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very, today, I want you to really just grab this, no matter what you're going through, no matter what seasons you find yourself in, the one thing I want you to remember is that God answers prayer. Number five is Ruth's situation. And when you look at Ruth's story, you'll notice she aligns herself with God's plans and purposes. And the things that she needs before she has an opportunity to ask for them, God grants them. So even before she speaks, and that's you'll find this in Isaiah 66. Um, it says, before you cry, I will answer. Jesus says the same thing in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. He says, God knows your needs before you even bring them to him. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to realize that God is in the business of answering prayer. That's who he is. And the Bible says, notice, in all of those situations, what was the foundation? The one thing that is exemplified throughout the book of Ruth, using her as the last example, is her relationship with God and the Holy Spirit. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hold on tonight. So the very simple fact, if we look at all five examples, we realize now we have a spread of examples. We span the whole Bible. Um, we looked at individuals. We looked at groups. We looked at two or three people praying together. We looked at people praying alone. And so even if you're saying, oh, I can't get to a prayer meeting or I can't get into a room or I can't, I can't, no one's reaching out to me, don't worry. Jabez was on his own. God answered him. Abraham had the resources and the mechanisms to send his servant off on a major journey. God answered him. The apostles clubbed together a tiny church up against a massive machinery, and God answered them. In the same way, Jesus, walking in a relationship with the Holy Ghost, just like you are, God answered him. Then you realize, Ruth, all she did was, you know what, I'm just going to keep coming. And I please hear me well. I don't know if who, who's out there, but you've just kept going. You you came through the let's just let's use the pursuit of God as an example. All you did was show up on one or two meetings, on one or two prayer meetings, or one or two 12-hour prayer meetings. All you did was show up, hear me well. It's enough. And the Bible says, and God answered her prayers. And as life went on the proof of the fact that God answers showed up. And so it doesn't matter what state you're in. We see five different examples. So we've got five different examples. You've got people with a relationship with God at differing levels and God answers all of them in the very same way. So what am I trying to present tonight? As you go through the Bible, it's this one foundational truth. Um, Matthew 6, verse 8. Um, the scripture from Isaiah. 
Isaiah 65, verse 24. For the Bible says, before you call. Now remember, when God says before you call, the, in the very same way, it was Ruth walking with the Lord. Before you call, walk with the Lord. Before you call, he's answered. Before you've asked, he's answered. So that's the scriptures from there. Um, all right. Then we've got a very good question. It says, what if the prayer is not the will of God for us? depending on what you pray for, should we keep pressing? Let's put this in context, and that's a, that's a very lovely prayer. So what if, what if what we're asking for is not the will of God? So let me put this in context. God will answer you. And because he's in a relationship with you, if what you are asking for is not his will, he will tell you. So give God the opportunity to tell you He'll answer you that, uh, and give, uh, and this is where you realize when God's, if God is saying that this is not the case, most times it's not that he's not telling us, it's that we're not listening. And so give God the opportunity. That's why the, the, the beautiful parts, and we're going to look at some of those different ways of praying in the future, where it is, look, Lord, I don't know, okay? Isaiah 65 24. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and answer as many. Um, 65, 24. There you go. Isaiah 65, verse 24. So what you begin to realize, ladies and gentlemen, so if it's not God's will, remember your relationship is with God as the person. So if you're asking for something and it is, hasn't happened, you are free to ask him that, Lord, is this your will? Yes or no. What will God do? Ephesians 3, reading from 14 to 21, the Bible says he will give you the strength on the inside for him to be able to tell you this is not the way you should go go this way and, and and what i want you to realize is sometimes uh, uh, this happens and allow god this is why prayer comes from a relationship so our relationship with god and the, the the examples of our relationship with god or how the mechanisms of our relationship with god help us in our journey to answer prayer what are the mechanisms spending time in the word of god Spending time in the word of God. So reading, looking at examples like we have looked at, but also looking at the examples where God says, this is not the way I want you to go. Not because it's for your own benefit, but this is not the way I want you to go. And we realize that, okay, so I can go to God and I know that he does not mean me any harm. So I can ask him, Lord, should I go this way or should I not? Should I do this or should I not? Knowing that if God says, don't do it this way. He ultimately has my good at heart. And so things begin to work out. So then if he says, don't go this way, then the best thing to do is to say, okay, God, which way should I go? And I'm willing to put down what I think should happen. And I'm willing to take up what you should. So the reason I'm saying that is our time with God, 
spending time in conversational prayer, whereby we're not just coming and we're banging on the door that God give me, God give me, God give me. You're brave enough to say to the Lord, Lord, which way do you want me to go? And remember, the person of the Holy Spirit is amazing in this area. Praying in tongues is amazing in this area, whereby the things that we don't know, as we pray in tongues, Jude 1 20, verses 20 and 21, the Bible says, as we spend time praying in the spirit, the Lord builds our spirit man. As he does so, as he does so, the Lord can tell us things that we didn't know before. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, he says, call unto me and I will show you things that you did not know, things that were fenced in or hidden. And so what you begin to realize is when you're in a prayer journey, you're not just asking and asking and asking. There must be a place where you allow God to grow you. How does he grow you? Through his word, spending time in prayer. So through word and revelation, through prayer. So whereby you actually spend time with him in prayer, whether it be in the spirit, asking him questions, just having a relationship with him, okay? Then also spending time in worship where you you literally spending time where you're not banging on the door of God give me, where you're just enjoying his presence, whether that's listening to a track, whether that is worshiping on your own, but allowing, just spending time in his presence. And what happens when that happens is in that place, God steps in whereby he can tell you this is my will and this is not isaiah 30 reading from verses 20 21 the bible says you'll hear a voice behind you and it will tell you this is the way walk in it so god's going to guide you so don't remember be able to ask for guidance keep that in mind all right i'm going to come to your answers in a moment now i've got a few more questions then last two things obedience Doing what God says, even in little things, helps build us up. So when God asks us big things, we're comfortable going left or right. So build up a relationship with God saying, Lord, okay, I'm going to wake up an hour early. How should my day run? Which way should... And basically, growing as a child grows with their parents this is what obedience is so you get used to obeying the lord you get used to doing what he says and it's a action reward and you begin to get more and more confident and then when a crunch time comes a big one comes the lord has prepared you to do it from there and then also helping other people so either you're praying spending time praying for others you spend time in intercession, lifting up your voice for the United Kingdom, lifting up your voice for the persecuted church, praying for things that are important to God, but they do not necessarily touch you. In those areas, God grows you. And that really helps. So that was the question. So remember, it's not just should you keep pressing. The one thing you should do is this. Keep following God. That's very, very important. Okay. Very, very important. Okay, I hope that helps. The next question is, um, you see, okay, there's a question that says, you see someone close going through a life-threatening situation. You have prayed and cried to God, literally done all, but still can't see any change, but things getting worse. Okay, now, if you're praying for someone, that means you are praying for somebody else 
who is facing a challenge, please remember, cry out. The, we have the confidence that God says, I will answer your prayers. I will hear you. But ultimately, remember, you are now praying for someone. You have to ask the Lord, what is your will for this situation? And then he will work it out. And so you must realize there, the primary relation when you're praying for someone is God's relationship with that person. And so you could ask yourself a question, okay, didn't Ruth or Naomi pray for the husbands that passed away, the brothers that passed away? And I'm sure they must have. But ultimately, God was working something out. Not that he was being cruel. He was ultimately, he was kind. So sometimes, now please understand me when I'm saying this. When you're praying for somebody who's going through a life-threatening situation, believe the word of God and hold on to the horns of the altar. Hang in there, stick with the word and pray. But remember, ultimately, the decision as to how that's going to work out is between God and that person and it will turn out the way God has planned it. Please keep that in mind. And so sometimes we'll be praying for loved ones or we'll be praying for things and it may not turn out the way we expect, but the one, what do we hold on to? We hold on to our relationship with God and we can trust him that God, you're working something out that we may not understand, that we actually can't see happening. Now, remember, let me give you an example. Um, think about it. Joseph's prayer when he answers the butler's dream is get to Pharaoh and let me go home. Notice that desire is not met because Joseph's, God has a plan for Joseph's life that is far beyond taking him home into that situation. And so remember, our relationship is with God. God is working the whole plan. Some of those plans he tells us, some of those plans he does not. So remember, stay faithful with the Lord and trust. So please keep that in mind. I hope that helps. Um, please stick with it. And I really pray if you are praying for somebody who's going through something, please, please, please hang in there. Stick with it. That God will be kind. Okay. Um, all right. Then the Bible says, what if it's something to do with your marriage? I, you're already married. And at such a crossroad that you need God to answer and show you which way to go. Now, this is this is key. Let's put this in, in context. When it comes to marriage, in any situation, God will answer your prayers in any situation. But remember, when it comes to marriage, this is what the beautiful part about marriage, where you are believing God for God to turn things around. There is the element of things that we can do do to make a marriage relationship stronger. There are things that we can bring to the table and there are things that we can do. I'm not saying, um, I'm not saying it will be perfect, but it's a journey. And so if it's concerning marriage, what does God say? Remember, you can bring marriage to the Lord and say, Lord, this is what you promised. And if you look at all the examples, that's all they did. They said, God, this is what you promised. The rest, you work out the details. And so please remember, the foundation of answer prayer is our relationship with a God whom we trust. So it doesn't matter whether it's marriage, whether it's sickness, whether it's good time, whether it's what do I do with my $40 million bonus? It, it, it's going to be exactly the same. Lord, 
what is your will in this area? And there are specific areas of the Bible you can hold on to. Great question. I'm not going to lose all these questions. I'm going to copy all these questions. So if I don't answer all of them today, I will get to them um, next week. Um, so I hope that helps. I'm sure I've not answered all of it, but I hope it helps you to keep praying because you're, remember, God is in absolute control. God is all powerful. God is working out his plans and God is faithful to his word. And let's hold on to the things that God said to Abraham through his servant, God's determination is to be kind to you. So, so please stick with it. Okay, let me go to the next. Let me see if I can get to the next question. Um, what if you have a relationship with God and a group of brethren has prayed for nearly one year for a brethren's court case hearing to come up so the brethren can be released from detention? Prayer is still going on, but answers seem not to be coming through. What else can be done to get answers? Very simple. Stick with it. You're praying for something. Remember, God doesn't give you a timeline. All he says is, I am faithful. Trust me. So, and remember, let me say it this way. Our circumstances do not determine the faithfulness of our God. And speaking of court cases, you know what? I'm going to copy this question and next week I'm going to answer that in a little bit more detail. I'll give you a couple of, of, of examples. But remember, maybe God's delay is because he wants the right judge in the right situations the right circumstance. Let me just say, I, I've got to give this testimony just as we close. There was one particular young lady we were praying about and it was a legal matter. And her case was delayed three times at great expense to her. And it, I mean, we prayed heart and soul. But when her case came up, the judge says the following. He said, if you had come six days earlier, a case has gone on to statute that allows me to rule in your favor so you may stay here. So what happened? The delays of her case was God working out. He was laying the groundwork for a miracle. Did we understand it? No. Was it expensive? Yes. Did we cry to the Lord in prayer? Yes. But ultimately, and please remember this, God is working it out for your good so please i hope that helps you to hold on and stick with it and so ladies and gentlemen um, one more question. we come to the end for tonight and i just want to say a very simple prayer for you i really pray from the bottom of my heart as you come into this new season please keep this in mind as we go through the whole month we'll look at prayer in different ways and different factions please pray why because God's determination is to answer prayer. And I pray that whatsoever situation you're going through, whatever things you're asking for, may God not, I know God will answer your prayers, but may there be a manifestation of your dreams, your hopes, and your desires. Where God needs to give you strength, may he give you strength. Where God needs to give you a breakthrough a visible breakthrough mm. may he do mm. so where god needs to restore hope may he do so may where god needs to bring a prayer partner along your way may he do so ladies and gentlemen but may god answer your prayers i hope today's been a blessing we are done for tonight um i'm just going to copy the chat so i've got the questions and i wish you the very best ladies and gentlemen have a wonderful evening god bless you